0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon... Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, you're going to bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. As always, we're brought to you by PropSwap. It is a market America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use that promo code SGP on your first deposit, you're going to receive a 5 Bonus cash offer. Head over to propswap.com now or download the prop swap app today. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game plus a 100% instant deposit match at thrivefantasy.com. Promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing TFS app where you can play free and paid games. For real cash prizes, you can win as much as up to $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com today to get started. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, while you're at it, do not forget to download the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and our podcasts. DRIVERS START YOUR ENGINES!
1: Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents and Cody Zeeb. That's
0: right. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Rod Gomez with you, as always. As always. It's only been one episode, Cody. But as always, joining me is Cody Zeeb, uh, the man who probably knows more about NASCAR than you know about anything else in your life. Uh, Cody, welcome back for episode two, my friend.
1: Hey, it is always because it's been two times and here we are. So,
0: <laughs> The law of averages, right? Exactly. Uh, how you been, bud? Good, man.
1: It's uh, race week finally. Been sure. waiting. NASCAR is one of the shortest off seasons, but it still feels longer than ever. So, I'm glad it's finally here. Almost.
0: I know it almost seems like the season ends and then we start prepping for Daytona almost immediately, which is good because then there's not a lot of downtime. But you know, at the same time, it's you don't really get it too long to catch your breath.
1: Exactly, and yeah, it was a busy off season too with all the changes going on and. Extra testing with with the new car and everything, so it was almost like it never stopped, which I don't hate.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't hate it at all either. And in, in fact, I'm I'm kind of a fan of the fact that it didn't stop. Um, Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Because now, now again, we talked about it last week, and we talked about exactly why this season is such a, a gigantic season for the sport, in that you know the next gen car is about to hit the track for real this week, uh, and, and and they've been doing so much testing going on and and really trying to fine-tune this car that I for one and I know that everybody else out there who's a fan of NASCAR can't wait to actually see this hit the track but you know Cody we we have a unique situation this week and we'll we'll talk about it too uh, coming up in in stage two but where where we don't even get to watch this run on the track that it's going to run on first it's literally going to pop out of the box in a place we've never seen before
1: Exactly. That's what's so crazy awesome about it is, I mean, first time we're going to see it, we've never even seen cars on this track before. We may never see cars on this track again. <laughs> this could be the only time they ever race there. So, I mean, that's going to make it even more important for these guys. You know, you you could be the fastest qualifier and hold the track record at the LA Coliseum forever.
0: <laughs> for the rest of you. the Wikipedia <laughs> entry is the only entry that you'll ever need. The exactly. one. <laughs> so, um, All right. Well, hey, let's do this. Let's just kick it off right now with stage one. We'll get into the first stage of this uh, this show where we talk about some of the news and some of the stuff going on around NASCAR. And and the reason we're doing this is not just because it's it's news, but it also shapes the way we bet things, right? I mean, all of these things that we're talking about are, are informational. We're not trying to just give you picks. We're trying to educate you on the finer points of NASCAR so that at some point you're listening to us and we're just... Uh, giving you justification and actually uh, justifying the picks that you make on your own, and maybe we'll give you a couple on our own. But um, my thing is teach a person to fish, right? That That's how I live my life. Cody, I'm sure you're the same way.
1: Agreed, man. Love so, it. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, let's get into it. So, uh, Cody, some of the bigger things that are happening right now, we, we touched on it last week a little bit, and the, the drivers that are changing cars, we already talked about Kurt Busch changing his car's but we didn't really get into very many other drivers because there are quite significant driver changes uh, this this year. And you've been following the sport a very long time, Cody. Have you seen this many driver changes, I think, uh, coming into a new season?
1: It does seem like there's a lot more this year than there's been, at least in a while. I I mean, sometimes the NASCAR silly season can really shake things up, and that kind of makes it fun the first couple races, getting used to some of these guys that you've seen in certain numbers for so long. I mean, with Keselowski being in the two for 13 seasons, I think it's been. Now you're going to be looking at the six car, looking for him. So it it changes it up, makes it fun. But yeah, there's a lot of changes this week and some pretty big ones. I mean, that Penske number two car has only been driven by what three other guys before. It's got a long story, long story history in the sport, but with very few drivers. So putting a new guy in there, especially a rookie is you know a big step for them and a big step for that car and and for the sport it is it is uh
0: let's get to that rookie in a second let's let's start with the I went in numerical order because I figured that that was probably a little bit easier than to to bounce around from car to car so I took these car changes in numerical order and and really what it was awesome was number one car is being changed so let's start at the number one car shall we um, makes it nice and
1: easy. <laughs> it makes
0: it nice and easy for us. And which is good because I need everything nice and easy. So, uh, all right. Ross Chastain, Cody, now in the number one car racing for Trackhouse Racing. Uh, this is big in that Kurt Busch just vacated this ride. So he's stepping in for a, a pretty big name in the sport and in a team that has not necessarily had the sort of uh, history as, as Ganassi or, you know, that he just left. So Ross Chastain, not on a lot of people's radar, but still a good driver nonetheless, right?
1: Agreed, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, Trackhouse did decent last year with, with Suarez, obviously being their first season. You're only putting one season in the car, so how much do you put into to a car like that when you know you're going to go to all new cars the next year? So I think that that maybe held them back a little bit and we might see him take a big step forward this year. I mean, obviously, purchasing Ganassi when nobody saw that coming, kind of one of the crazier, silly season stories there was with Ganassi bowing out after 20 years. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, huge shoes to fill with Kurt Busch, a guy that's been around the sport forever, it seems like. And uh, But Chastain, I think he's proven himself. He filled in for a few races after Ryan Newman's uh, accident in Daytona a couple years ago. Did decent in that sixth car for just being kind of thrown into it. And I think he had a pretty decent season last year. He's one of those guys that's been around a while driving kind of subpar equipment. And I think now putting him more on an equal playing field, we're going to kind of see, you know, maybe the Alex Bowman type of story where it's a guy who was driving those crappy cars for so long and finally got a lot better equipment and, and has shown us what he's been able to do with it. I think that he's definitely somebody that could be very under – he is very under the radar. Not very many people are talking about him. But I think that's a solid organization. They want to win. And, uh, yeah, I I think we're going to see some good things from him this season.
0: I mean, he had eight top tens last year, three top fives. So it's not as if he was completely helpless. Uh, He did find himself running in the front of the pack often – And again, this is a guy who, like you said, he was driving cars that didn't necessarily have what this number one car may have now this season. And again, I feel like this is just the theme that we're going to continue to hit on until we've actually seen these cars several times over and maybe even not until the end of this season. But this is all new. Everything is new and uncharted. So if you're new on new, I think chances are better in your favor than if you're you know, stepping into a new ride with, with the package from last year.
1: Yeah. I hate to keep going back to the level playing field and all that, but, but that's what it is. I mean, until we see these cars out there, I mean, they've designed this to be as fair as it can be. You're obviously going to see the better teams rise above, but I think at the start of the season, especially is when, is when we're going to see these guys all be on a much more level playing field and it's going to be more up to the driver than the equipment. And we've seen guys leave Ganassi and go to Hendrick, some guy named Larson, and he did (laughs) decent in his first season upgrading equipment. So, you know, (laughs) I don't know if we'll see that this year from Chastain or from anybody for that matter, but it can be
0: done. (laughs) It it can be done. It can be done. And somebody who might want to put a stake in that is is what you just talked about earlier, uh, the rookie Austin Sindrick. He is now going to sit in the number two car for Penske, uh, he raced last year for Penske in the Xfinity Series, and again he was one of those guys who is being hyped, right? That Xfinity driver that has been really good, and they wanted to move him up into the ride, and now he's got a ride, a full time ride in the number two. So Austin Sindrick, I, I did pick him a lot in in when he, especially when he was in the races for the Cup, uh, which he was in seven of them last year uh, in the 33 car. Ah, uh, finished fifteenth in Daytona. I mean, that was that was where everybody was sort of thinking that he was going to really shine. Uh, but then he got a you know strung a string of bad luck until he finished top ten in Indy. Uh, I'm sorry, he had a top ten in Indy, which was yeah ninth place. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Austin Cindric, Cody, are we expecting anything from him this season in the two car now?
1: I think so. I think it's hard to look at last year. I think originally the next gen car was supposed to be last year. Of course, they pushed it back with the COVID stuff but i think that the plan had been for him to jump into that 21 wood brothers car last year originally and they pushed it off a season not wanting to set him in a car for a full season i mean yes he was in penske equipment and he had penske crew members but if you look at it i mean they were adding a fourth car only for certain races their your resources are going to be pretty stretched thin and really you could say a fifth car if you want to count the wood brothers car which is basically a penske car in there so he, he didn't have the best of the best. I mean, now you're getting him in the storied number two car, great organization in Penske. They're one of the top dogs every year. Uh, he's going to have the main focus. He's got uh, the crew that pitted him in the Xfinity. The last few years is the same crew that's been pitting the number two car for years anyway. So he's already familiar with those guys and how they work. And I think a lot's going to tra- translate over. I mean, he did amazing in the Xfinity series. He won the championship two years ago. He was <laughs> half a straight away from winning at this past season and i beaten and banging with Hemrick to the line and, you know, lost the championship by five feet or whatever it was. So he, he's proven himself in Xfinity. And, and uh, you know, I mean, with it, with his dad being the president at, at Penske, they're obviously heavily invested in him and his success. And I think that he is a good driver and we're going to, I think we're going to see that in in the top equipment like that number two car is.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling he definitely will ride to the occasion again. He was one of those hot names last year, especially in DraftKings, because when he pop when he popped into the races, he was usually pretty cheap, and you could always count on him for at least some good point differential from places. So you know, or you could always slate him in for a decent finish. Uh, but you know,
1: yeah, and that's another thing about last year too, with without qualifying on most of these races where he wasn't, you know, competing every week, he was basically just starting in the back every week. So, I mean, you're starting with one hand tied behind your back, you you know, back in the chaos, back where the trouble's caused. It's harder to get up there with those guys like that. Uh, I mean, obviously a huge advantage this year he'll have to be able to qualify and to start better. And then he's proved himself at road courses, and there's six or seven road courses again this year on the schedule. That's a lot of what he drove last year. So he's proven he can hang with the top dogs on those tracks. So. I think we'll see plenty of him this year.
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, All right. Let's move on to that 21 car you talked about earlier. Um, Now being piloted by Harrison Burton. He is in the number 21 way. You chuckled already, didn't you? (laughs) Uh, It was supposed to be Austin Cedric's ride. You you, uh, said that earlier, but uh, now Austin obviously making a move of his own. He's Jeff Burton's son. If the name sounds familiar, Uh, but yeah, I mean, now he's in the 21 car. This wood brothers car, Right, I mean, they are the scrappy underdogs, but they they are old. They're an old team with a lot of wins. What ninety nine in the Cup Series? So, I mean, now he get now Harrison Burton gets to take in uh, some some sights on the on the Cup Series.
1: That's right. I mean, yeah, they're I think they're the longest like full time running team still around. They've been around so long. So yeah, I mean, they long time where they were just kind of piecing together drivers, and now they're back on track with Penske. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen or heard the podcast from Dale Junior's Dirty Mo, uh, the Burton Continuum. It's pretty pretty good. Uh, there are a few episodes in, but story on on Harrison and and his cousin Jeb Ward's son, and kind of their upbringing and getting into the sport. Um, I I, I don't know. I just he's he's gonna have to prove it. I he had top equipment with Gibbs in that uh, twenty car that Christopher Bell a few years ago just destroyed everyone in. And he, you know, a few wins, but he just—he didn't impress me like I, I think he should have. Uh, I mean, he's only twenty-one; he's a real young guy. Uh, I think their last win was with their D- Daytona five hundred win with uh, Trevor Bain, who was twenty at the time. So, so maybe that's the story you, you lean into when they grab that hundredth win and the five hundred with a twenty-one year old. But I mean, obviously, he's carrying on the, the Burton legacy, so. You know, uh, I always like the Burtons, and I'd love to see him do good. I hope he does good, but uh, he's just—he's going to have to prove it. I I mean, I don't know. Matty D didn't do a ton in that car the last few years, really, Um, probably for what he should have done. Ryan Blaney did a lot better in it prior to that. It's definitely not up to par with the other Penske cars, but, again, going back to the same old, same old that we've been hitting on, the level playing field, right? So we'll see what he can do with it. Uh, uh, I'll probably – sort of stay away a little bit at the beginning of the season and then kind of wait and see what I get from him. And then, you know, I, I hope he proves me wrong and, and has a great season, but he's definitely going to have to prove it to me anyways.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, at 21, it's, it's a recognizable car. It's, it's obviously everybody knows the Wood brothers, especially if you follow NASCAR. So, you know, when you, when you look at cars like that, you're always thinking to yourself, oh, okay, well the guy must be really good driving it. It's like, uh, ah. He's all right. He got four four wins in Xfinity last season, and and to to go back to what you said about uh, Matty D last season, he had nine top tens, three top fives in that car. So it's not like that car was sniffing the winner's circle a lot that the right. last season. Yeah. So, um, all right, somebody who we all uh, I, I know I saw him last season. I, I liked him, but Ty Dillon now driving the forty two for Petty GMS. Uh, he did some spot work last year in the 96, didn't really have a lot of success, uh, no top 20 finishes, but again, like you had said, he was a part-time driver. He was mired in the back quite a bit, so we didn't really get to see a whole lot of what he had to offer, um, and he really only did race the specialty races. He raced the Daytona Road Course, the Bristol Dirt Course, the Coda Course, and Elkhart Late over there in Wisconsin, so you know, we get to see what he gets to do in this car that Chastain was in last season. Kenzeth was in in 2020 and then of course Kyle Larson from 2015 till his suspension in 2020 was in that car. So some good, good pedigree for that car. And now Ty Dillon gets to try to see what he can do in it.
1: Yeah, this is a guy, I mean, uh, obviously Richard Childress's grandson. So he's got, he's got the, the genes to do it for sure. Uh, I actually got to meet him a few years ago, just the nicest guy in the world. So I I definitely have a soft spot for him. Uh, (sighs) Yeah, in a spot spot duty last year. I mean, yeah, like you said, we didn't really see the results, but it's tough with a team like that that's not fielding a full-time car. You know, they're just kind of piecing things together, and they're not there every week working on it and improving and and have that chemistry. So it's really hard to judge by that, especially when it's, you know, Daytona races and stuff like that. I I mean, those can be so chaotic that Josh Blicky ends up in the top 10 or 5 or whatever, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, it's hard to tell from that. He he was in the 54 Gibbs car in the Xfinity series. I think he's the only one who drove that car that did not win in it. <laughs> uh, and so that could be telling that, you know, maybe he isn't quite up there as much uh, as he should be, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously GMS merging with Petty. So That's it's kind of their first season in, in NASCAR. Obviously the Petty team has been there for a while, but They've just fielded the one car for a while, the, the 43 car for a while. So we'll see. We'll see. It, it's going to be good to see Petty having two cars out there, bringing the iconic 42 back that Kyle Petty drove for a while and, and has been around. So, yeah, he's another one that's we're just going to have to kind of wait and see, you know. I mean, he's definitely going to be under the radar. So if, you, if you're kind of on him early, maybe he can surprise and and help give you some of those DFS wins and stuff like that early because he's going to be one that – I don't think many much of the field is going to be on, but he's definitely another one of those guys that's going to kind of have to prove it before you want to go too crazy on him.
0: And really, I mean, where you're going to benefit from him, especially in DFS lineups, is is hopefully point differentials because, you know, again, having to start from the back and and, and having to work your way up is, is clutch in DFS. Those are where the real points start getting made.
1: Exactly, yeah. And especially with those guys who are going to be priced cheaper, he's definitely going to be one of those lower-tier drivers. So if he doesn't have a great qualifying, but he's able to kind of work his way up there and get that place differential and kind of maybe every week just be able to get those those solid finishes and work his way up, then he could definitely be very valuable.
0: All right, valuable indeed. And maybe he'll make us some money at some point in the season. Maybe he'll start to get to the point where we can start putting money on him to finish top 10 or even top 15 or Maybe even a place differential as far as, you know, finishing in front of a guy like, uh, oh, I don't know, Ross Chastain or something. So uh, Exactly, we'll yep. Uh, all right, stage one complete. We're going to step away for a second, pay some ads, and when we get back, uh, we're going to talk about this race that's coming up this week. We're going to talk about the track and get you well acquainted with the LA Coliseum short track. This is going to be fun. I can't wait to see it. I've been uh, knee-deep in videos and and watching it get made, and uh, it just looks like a hell of a track. So we'll talk about that when we get back. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds, your luck? You're in luck because WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and coming soon, Louisiana, to your backyard. Bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. As always, you get those exclusive rewards right at your tim- at your fingertips. So get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf. MMA, WNBA, college football and as always so much more WinBet is now beginning pre-registration for the state of Louisiana. Place a $10 bet regardless of the outcome you're going to get $250 in free bets when WinBet goes live in Louisiana if you're a new customer not in Louisiana that's right you get a chance to win $200 in free bets with the same $10 bet. Do not forget about all the props that will be available on WinBet for the Super Bowl and the best part is you can build your own bet to create a prop-focused same-game parlay for the big game. You get great odds, promos, payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game sports on every major sport, we have what you need to win. So bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com. As if there are never enough things to gamble on because there's not the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing, and the best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Go check out Stable Duel. It's a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and pay games for real cash prizes. Pick your horse, build your stable, play against others to move up the leaderboard, and get this, you can win as much as $15,000 with just one entry. Don't know anything about horses? I know I don't. Don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horse to select to build the best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Plus, multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly. It tracks all over the United States. So get in the app. Create your account. Start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you. (laughs) Or you can play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com. See how many winners you can pick in your stable, and we'll see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. Thrive Fantasy is back with us, and Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sport and esport app for player props. With Thrive Fantasy, eliminate the countless hours of research and focus, and only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. You could choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup for the Bengals versus the Rams in the big game. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. If you hit the most props and rack up the most points, you will win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has a $100,000 you didn't hear that wrong, $100,000 guaranteed contest for the Super Bowl. That is $25 to enter and the first place takes home $20,000. You can use promo code SGP when you sign up today and you will receive a one. dollars instant first deposit match up to $100. Again, deposit $10 or more. Receive the match plus two free 100K entry contests. Download the Thrive app now at the App Store or the Play Store or by visiting the website at thrivefantasy.com. Sign up at prop up today, thrivefantasy.com. Promo code SGP. All right, move on to stage two where we get to hype up this track. Cody, I don't know if you have... Uh, I, I'm sure you have. You've geeked out about this as much as I have. But this track <laughs> looks like it's going to be so damn on.
1: It is going to be a blast. I, I cannot even express in words how excited I am for this track. Like, it, It's just going to be something we haven't seen any time in the modern era. I mean, it it's almost like going out to your local high school track track and running around it on race with 23 race cars out there 23 nascar cars out there going you know all out to win it to win it all i mean you 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 win or second place doesn't mean anything it does no points nothing so i mean they're all trying to go out there and win it's going to be so exciting i cannot wait
0: I love that you said it's like riding around your high school track because that—that's something I didn't even think about. It is exactly that. It
1: is that's exact. Yeah, quarter mile. I mean, it's it, that's the same size. It's the exact same thing, basically.
0: I remember when I ran track, the punishment was to run a lap because I was a sprinter. <laughs> so you know, we we, right. we were a little bit on the on the wussier side where we you know running a <laughs> running a, an entire lap for us was like oh, what I do not run the straightaway. But yeah, think about it. It's all turns. I mean, in a car, the hundred, the hundred meter in a car that, that is, you barely even get to hit the accelerator before you're at another turn. So it feels like it's just four turns in this track.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. I think they're only going to get up to 80, maybe 90 miles an hour. I mean, you're going to step on the gas and then you're going to have to hit the brake and right into the corner. It's going to be just constant up and down and beating and banging. And I mean, plus there's no banking to slide up on or rely on to carry your speed, you're you have to slow down to get through the corners. It, it, this track is going to be pretty amazing. I, I think we're in for
0: quite the show. And that's the craziest part to me is that there's no banking. Like, I mean, it's literally a flat track. It's <laughs> there just, is
1: no, no banking. There's nothing. There's less banking than Martinsville, which has no
0: banking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the slide jobs that you, I, I could only imagine because me. Turning my, my big uh, Traverse, Chevy Traverse with no banking, I'm like, oh, man, uh, good luck, everybody. I couldn't imagine doing that <laughs> at, you know, 35, 40 miles an hour and trying to not just get in but not hit anybody in the corners. Because, like you said, they're going to be going probably about 90 is what I read down the down the, the straightaways, if you can call them straightaways. But that's a really – imagine the brakes, that you have to have the brake package you have to have for a track like this.
1: Yeah, there. I. It's only 150 laps, but I think we're gonna see those those glowing brake pads like we're used to uh, some of these short tracks because they. I mean, they're gonna be standing on the brakes almost the whole time. It, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun show. I think.
0: I hope they do. I, they don't. They can't skip leg day. They can't. <laughs> no,
1: yeah. No, you got to make sure you get leg day in.
0: <laughs> the, this one's going to be one for, I mean, the, ah, the amount of shifting you're going to have to do. Let's, let's put this into perspective, though, okay? We, we talk about a quarter mile track. Yeah, okay, it, it sounds short. But it is short because if you take a look at the other short tracks on the schedule, Bristol is a half a mile, just a little over a half a mile, right? 0. 0.53 and some change. Martinsville, 0. 0.52 and some change. Richmond is even, is considered a short track, but it's still the longest of the three at three quarters of a mile, So we're talking that this is half of what these guys are used to on short tracks. So they've never raced anything like this before, I'm sure. And I don't even know that there's any municipal tracks or, 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 you know, even small time tracks that are as short as this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I read the last time they raced on a quarter mile would have been 1971 at
0: Bowman Gray, which I think
1: is even more of a banked track than than this is this is so flat i mean if you even if you look at a track like new hampshire and how flat that is i think that's the flattest track that they race on and and this is even flatter than new hampshire which is just crazy but i mean you watch a martinsville race and they just seem so packed in there and then you're going to cut the track in half (laughs) i mean that's just the field's going to be a little bit smaller but still i mean those cars are going to spread out fast and it's going to be some exciting beating and banging and yeah, it's it's gonna be a really good race.
0: A lot of tempers, a lot of tempers.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Especially, I mean, you've been sitting all off season now. You're itching to go. You're itching to get in this new car. You're itching to show everybody, and this L.A. crowd. I mean, they said it's like a record number of people that bought purchase tickets that said they've never per- been to a NASCAR race before. You kind of reach the new crowd. I mean, they've got you know Ice Cube and Pitbull performing all this, all this hoopla around it. It's it's on Fox. The actual. A big TV station. I mean, you're in between the you know the conference championship games and the Super Bowl, so the Pro Bowl is going on, but nobody cares about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the what?
1: So yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> the showcase so, of skills is that. I mean, that's what they're calling it now, right? It's yeah, even, it's not yeah. Not even the Pro Bowl exactly. anymore. It's just a showcase.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, as a Patriots fan, I love Mac Jones, but him making the Pro Bowls kind of silly (laughs) when you're digging that far down. eh, Why are we doing this anymore? You know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And listen, if you're, if you're listening to this and, and you're a football uh, converter or you're somebody that's just wandered over here to try to figure out what to, what this was all about, uh, go ahead, go ahead and watch this and not the Pro Bowl. I guarantee you'll have a lot more fun than, than watching the Pro Bowl this year.
1: Yes. uh, Hands down. This will crush the Pro Bowl. So
0: 23 cars, though, Cody, you you said it. It's not even a full field, uh, which is good because could you imagine putting a full 40-car 40, 40 field out there, 39-car <laughs> field? Uh,
1: I think 23 will be chaos. Uh, 40, or I think 36 is what they have, chartered teams that are entered. Yeah, that, that would be kind of crazy. But it's it's going to be fun because, I mean, with the the format they're doing where you have the qualifying races before – kind of that local short track style where you've got heat races and and these guys are going to have to race to get in. Uh, Kyle Larson is the only one who's guaranteed to make the main event. So, I mean, you know, if a Chase Elliott or Kevin Harvick or any of the Kyle Busch, any of these other big names get in trouble early in a heat race, they could not even make the show, which, so, I mean, that almost sounds crazy, but that just adds to it where they're going to have to get out there and perform because if they don't, See you later, man.
0: (laughs) And that's a departure from the last few ways that they've run this clash. And that, that, you know, they got poll winners, past winners. It was almost like everybody who was an all-star was pretty much assured uh, a seat at the table. And that you didn't have to worry about having a a race full of folks that you don't necessarily know. Or or basically, you know, just a a field of, of, of folks that are not the Star players, as it were, but to, yeah, to think that a Kevin Harvick or even a Kyle Larson, well, not Kyle Larson, but like a Chase Elliott could not be in that, it that's that's weird to think.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, yeah and I love it because it's gonna make those guys go out there, and, and you know, they're not just gonna be able to pull up and say, "Oh, I got that provisional to fall back on." They're gonna have to go out there and race and beat these guys and actually make their way in. And it's going to give a chance for the, the Corey LaJoys, the Ty Dillons that we just discussed to, to get up there and show, you know, Hey, we're on this level playing field with these cars, a short track where, you know, you're not, you don't have to have the fastest car. It's more of a skill-based thing and we can race just as good with you guys and maybe keep you out of the show
0: and sneak our way in and, and prove our name a little more. Well, cause every car can go 90 right? I mean, this isn't, exactly. this, this isn't a matter of, of, can my car go fast enough to keep up with the pack? It's literally, can I go 90 and out drive these folks? Which is, I think this is where we learn about who can drive this car the best, right?
1: Yeah. I, I think this is going to be definitely a showcase. You want to talk about showcase of skills, <laughs> <So> <laughs> it, you know, take that from the pro bowl, put it on this because <laughs> it is, I mean, it, it's not one of these mile and a half where, you know it's it's these guys that have better cars and they're faster and these other guys just can't keep up i mean you're going to be able to keep up and, and we've seen it before at bristol and at martinsville where some of these guys in the lesser equipment are able to keep up with these guys because it's more of the skill side of things and being able to outbreak and outdrive drive into the corner and and jump back on the gas and find the line and and i think it definitely levels the playing field which again is everything nascar has been going for and I think we're going to see that right out of the gate with this race.
0: I'm curious to see the type of beating that these cars can take. I mean, we've seen we've seen short track cars that have absolutely just been demolished—no hood, no you know quarter paddles on some, most of its bondo. I mean, like or or the the tape rather. Uh, but I want to see I want to see the type of beating that these cars take because this is this is going to be a real showcase again like we said of what this car can do what this car can do not just what the drivers can do but what this how much beating these cars can take
1: yeah and i think that's something with this car too this car is supposed to be able to take a lot more like the xfinity cars and i think that's led to some great racing in the last couple of years in the xfinity series where we can see them beat and bang a lot more it seemed like I, I had noticed a car i don't remember where they were testing but one of the test sessions recently somebody spun out and kind of backed into the wall it seems like over the last few years, I would have just destroyed the back end of the car and put them out. And it was almost like they just bounced right off of it. And there was hardly even a scratch in the car and just drove right away. And I was like, okay, now we're going to be able to see, you know, and that'll come into play later on. Some of these races where guys like Tyler Reddick at Homestead are bouncing off the wall every lap. If that car is able to hold up a lot better, then, you know, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But I think we're going to see in this race because these guys are going to be beating and banging it and going all out for it. I think we're gonna see how well these cars can hold up and I'm excited for that part of it because I think it's going to be a major difference over what we've seen the last few years in
0: NASCAR imagine how much closer to the wall they can they can run in places like you know Martinsville or even uh, what Fontana they used to run really close to the wall too so yeah
1: yeah, yeah exactly I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a different style of racing and it's going to be it's going to allow these guys to be more aggressive and be able to beat and bang more because it's not going to be oh i touch that guy and and there goes my car aerodynamically you know it's just it's screwed up because i think it's going to hold hold together better and allow them to test the
0: limits more and who doesn't want to see that yeah i mean and really to be honest with you that's that's where when you when again when they talk about the very just i mean it's a it's a I'm trying to figure out how to say this, right? It's such a delicate balance between the aerodynamics of the whole thing. And and if you, again, if you dent, the air just moves off just in weird directions and you can't tell. So yeah, if you can get a car to dent less, I think you're in a much better position than, than uh, if you are a pristine little thing that gets touched and, and spins out of control.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, they have these cars so figured out to the exact, you know, 16th of an inch for what will make them go just faster enough and that the car before was just so fragile that it really could mess that up and i think this will just help help hold it together more and allow for more of that type of racing which is going to be even more exciting for us as fans
0: and i do love that there that like you had talked about earlier i do love that there's heat races to get in i mean if you haven't been to a local track where that is a thing um, you know, I know that the, the uh, there were heat races in like the all star race and stuff like that where you do it. But like this is I feel like a, a true legit heat race where you are trying to jockey for actually getting in the, the big show because I, I haven't seen too much of that in Daytona or not Daytona in, in NASCAR in general, uh, but I could be wrong.
1: Yeah. It's not really something they've done much of before. I mean, like you said, with the all-star race, they have the open races and, but even that's only certain back guys. I mean, this, this is going to be everything, you know, it's, it's four, four laps with 10 cars each. And it's, I mean, they'll qualify for their starting positions. I think it's, you know, first, second, third, and fourth start on the first place for each heat. And then it kind of strings out from there. But I mean, you're, yeah, you're throwing 10 of these guys on the track, 25 laps. Okay, top four move on. The rest of you aren't secure. You know, you're gonna have to try and race again. Some of these guys are gonna have. I mean, 25 laps in the heat, and then you have the the qualifier, the like second chance qualifier races after that, um, where the top three make it. I think those are 50 laps. So I mean, that could be 75 before we even get into the 150 lap main event. Uh, you know, some of these guys might have some pretty banged up cars. Just trying to make the show not let alone in the show
0: <laughs> i wonder though it, it, the for the drivers that have to go that route right to have to have that many laps two things does that frazzle the hell out of your nerves and 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 does or or on the flip side does that give you enough knowledge about the track to be able to go out and actually win uh with this new car
1: and that could be a huge advantage actually because you're getting those extra 50 laps i mean there's some limited practice and stuff before and obviously these guys have been able to run this track on iRacing and stuff but it, until you get out there in the heat of it it you know if a guy like kyle bush doesn't make it he's notoriously known for the more laps he can get in before a race the better he is being able to tweak on the car so for somebody like him it could be a huge advantage and, uh, and you know fantasy wise I know DraftKings has contests for this, which is amazing, and, and they're only going to count for the 150 lap main event. So that's something you're going to want to watch. You can't just set it before this event and just leave it. You're going to need to to watch and wait and see where these guys start because some of these guys who who come through the the B main event to get into the main, they're going to have a much higher chance of place differential, and that could make a huge difference in your DraftKings lineups. And fantasy wise, um, you know, going into this race and it'll give you a chance too to kind of see how some of these guys perform in a race before you get before you get to pick your lineup, you know, wow, this guy just jumped out and dominated right away. Well, you know, he's going to start up front. Maybe he'll be able to do that in the main race or, you know, see who's able to work through the traffic and stuff like that. So it's, it's going to be, you know, as long as you're paying attention and, and really watching what's going on.
0: I think it can give you a huge advantage as far as DraftKings fantasy lineups go. It's one of the few weeks where you're going to get an opportunity to actually beat the pricing, especially on a lot of opportunities where a driver may not be priced high enough, and you could grab them because they did well in the in the heats. So, yeah, exactly. Is yeah, especially weeks. with
1: again going going back to level playing field. You know, I hate to keep harping on it, but it it really that's what it is. And so some of these guys that are much lower priced. You might be able to see how well they do right away, and and jump on them and save that salary so you can get some of the bigger names. If if Kyle Larson looks like he's going to just dominate again, you know stuff like that. So I I think it's going to be a fun week for DraftKings and and, and you know a, a, where if you're paying attention, you can gain a real advantage on some of these people who just kind of jump in and set a lineup and then don't really look at it or or don't make sure all their cars made the event and score zero type of thing. So so definitely make sure you're paying attention to that for sure.
0: You certainly should. We're going to touch on that after we get back from this break, because we're going to move on to stage three. I just want to put a bow on stage two, Cody, by saying this is going to be one that I want to be in the Slack channel for. And I think everybody needs to go and join the SGPN NASCAR Slack channel, especially to, to have fun with us, uh, with this.
1: Yeah, I agreed. I, I think that, uh, know we've always been very active in there and there's a couple other guys who are always jumping in and and giving their thoughts and their feedback and what they see and i mean when we're able to watch those heat races and in live time say this is what we're seeing or this guy's seeing that it's going to create a huge advantage when you have that group of people to be able to that all kind of know a little bit something or looking at it a little bit differently to be able to mash all that together that could be the winning formula that you need
0: Certainly can. So again, if you haven't already, jump into that Slack channel. Uh, it'll be well worth your time. And shout out to everybody out there in the Slack channel. We, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you being fans of this brand new show. And uh, literally, this is for you guys. I mean, we love to do it, but it's, it's for you guys. Like We really appreciate you and, and the community that you built. And uh, this show is for you. We're brought to you by PropSwap, as we are each and every week. It is where America buys and sells sports bets. And really, the only thing more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs, well, and of course, this Bush class, is prop swapping the NFL playoffs. January was PropSwap's biggest month ever as bettors from across the country cashed in on their Super Bowl futures. Like Jamie from New York sold a $100 25 to 1 Bengals Super Bowl ticket. We all know how that ended up, right? But she sold it for $1,000, the buyer got great odds and Jamie made 10 times the money on it. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. So hurry up, download the free PropSwap app today, which has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value. You get a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale. They've got a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash. Who doesn't love that? And a first deposit cash match. If you use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, PropSwap's going to match your deposit up to $500. It's almost $1,000. It's pretty good, huh? Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. This fantasy season may be over for football, but the action is still coming on the Better Fantasy app. You can download their free-to-play app today. You're going to bet on player props for the NFL playoffs. Plus, you can also enter the player prop pools and score big when you win. I love Better Fantasy and all of us here at the SGPN love Better Fantasy because we can also win awesome prizes along the way, like the beer koozie I'm about to get, and even raise some money for charity along the way too. Totally free to play. You'll earn better credits by completing challenges and using them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide and in all 50 states. You can download the app today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash sgpn while you're at it go download that sgpn app it is now live in the app store google play store giving you easy access to all of our picks and our podcast and hey while you're at it please drop a review in the review section for us on whatever uh, podcast platform you are there because we love to hear your feedback, and we want to show the folks at the SGPN Mothership that we deserve to play with the big boys and that we are a show to be reckoned with now and in the future. So toss us that app review and download the SGPN app today. Cody, so now we move on to the real crux of this show, and that's to help people win money. And uh, I know that I love to do that, and I, I certainly am excited to, that we actually have a race to do that for.
1: Exactly. This is the best part, right? We get to watch racing and we get to bet money and win money on it. So
0: how much better does it get? It does not get any better. And I know that, uh, again, we talked about the Slack channel, but everybody that has been in that Slack channel, we've all work together so hard to to get to the point where uh everybody is cashing and everybody's having a good time doing it so uh that that's why this is the most fun part of the show uh so as we do every week we're gonna pick uh about three four five however many we feel bets that we like for this week and especially this week going into the the first ever bush clash in la so cody why don't you kick us off with your best bet your first best bet for the week
1: well, do you want to hit the winners right out of the gate or you want to save those for the end?
0: Yeah, well, let's well, you know what? I'll leave it to you. You want to drum up suspense oh. or do you want to just oh. swing out of the park with the win? Let's build up. Okay, go for it.
1: So, so I was looking at the odds, and Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin are the favorites at, at plus 600. I mean, Truex, for a guy that could not win a short track forever, <laughs> has turned into quite the short track king. So, I I understand why they're the favorites. Uh, Then you got Elliot at at plus six fifty, Kyle Busch at uh, plus 800 Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, all in that area, Kyle Larson at plus 800. I mean, (laughs) I hate to jump on him on the first show right away, but you're telling me that he's like the fourth, fifth favorite on this list after what he did last season, after we see him jump into sprint cars and dirt late models on tracks. He's never been in cars. He's never driven in. And, and just show out he's also the only one that's guaranteed to make the race so <laughs> you're down to a 1 in 23 chance there already you know so i i just think that uh, especially if he gets anywhere close to what he did last season if we start to see a jimmy johnson type run where he's just dominating things uh y- you know i don't know if we're going to see him at plus 800 very often so i think that this is going to be one of those times where you can kind of get some value on him and I mean, if you're going to throw throw that that far of odds out there on any driver, he's probably going to be the one you're going to want after what we've seen from him lately.
0: You can't not at least try to put something on this bet. I got to tell you, I, I agree with you in in everything you just said, but I'll, I'll also add that uh, you just can't. You cannot not do this because if he does come out and win, he'll probably win you the most money that he's going to win you all season. As far as the odds are concerned, you, you just can't that, get better than this.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I've got another winner in here that I like that's, that's a little longer odds and I'm going to probably always throw out one that's shorter and one that's longer because I mean, obviously the guys that are shorter are favorites for a reason, but I, I just think that you can't pass up on the value here. He might not win you know, and obviously with the, the level playing field again, it's going to maybe bring him back down to earth a little, but with his talent and with what he's able to do, what we've seen from him, getting him that much value on him, this might be the only time this season you're going to be able to get something like that. And I I think that even if you like somebody else, you can't not, like you said, you can't not throw a little on there because it just offers so much value.
0: I mean, even if you put a unit right or two, just, just sprinkle something in. Yeah. You sprinkle it on there, you
1: know, Yeah. You, you have to. Yeah. I, yeah, because
0: if it pays off, it pays off
1: big. Exactly. So, uh,
0: all right. Well, I have another uh, winner in mind that comes in at the same odds as you, uh, but I have a feeling that Kyle Busch is going to be, and, and and for most of the same reasons that you said about Kyle Larson, right? I mean, Kyle Busch has proven that he can jump into cars and win and, and do the things that he needs to do. and But not just that, but he could do it at short tracks too. So if you look back at it, even what he did last season and, and, and beyond over the last what since 2017 uh, Kyle Bush has had six top five at Bristol alone. So six top fives since 2017 and uh, that includes three wins and then he had a second place finish in the 2020 fall race there at Bristol. Uh, and again at Bristol they only ran what was it once a year right. So it was it was once a year uh, at Bristol for the short race now they're running the dirt and the the no no I'm right. sorry they had two they had two a year but even yeah still, they had
1: two before but yeah as last year and this year it's just down to one with the dirt being the other one
0: yeah exactly so but I mean six top fives at Bristol that's top five right that that's not just overall top that's top fives uh, yeah. and he had a, a eight race stretch in between 2015 and 2019 where he had top fives at Martinsville right which is another short track uh, and the last season he had a second place finish there. 11 out of the 12 times, and we talked about Richmond as being a short track, too. 11 out of, the top, uh, out of the last 12 races, he's had top 10 finishes at Richmond uh, since 2015. And in 2018, he actually had a season sweep at Richmond. So we're talking short tracks. Not this short, but at least short tracks. Uh, Kyle has definitely been a contender each and every week. And a lot like you said with, with Larson's odds, you're putting Kyle at plus 800. I mean, come on, man, that, that almost feels like a no brainer to me.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I, this is one that I love also. When I saw you add this into the, to the show notes, I no brainer. I mean, this is just another guy, like you said, that he, he can get out there and do it and you're going to give him practice with it. You're going to give him time in those heat races to learn the car and, and adjust it to his liking. And I think he's definitely one of these guys that that can come out right away. Hot. Uh, I think he's very excited to get this season underway And in this new car with this new opportunity, uh, we touched on a little bit last week with Eminem's leaving. He's looking for a new sponsorship deal to carry him for years going forward. So I I think he wants to jump out of the gate here and prove he still has it. He's one of the best drivers that, that we've seen. And I mean, he's one of the best drivers of this whole era. He, he can, he's proven to us. I mean, look what he's done in the other series where he's just, he's got a hundred wins and, In the xfinity series which is just more than 100 wins but just incredible uh and that's running a limited schedule which you know back in the day some of these guys ran both of those series you know every week mark martin's and dale earnhardt's even and jimmy and they didn't get it anywhere close to that so yeah i i think he's he's one of the best drivers we've seen and again you're going to tell me that you're going to throw us into new equipment where nobody's raced this stuff before he's going to be one of those guys i think can rise to the top very quickly just based on talent and skill alone. And like you said, with that short track history, great bet. I think I do too. I do too.
0: All right. We're going to throw out your, your other, your longer shot. I I love this one. So, so cue it up. All right. I'll throw out my longer shot here. Brad Keselowski. So actually I was looking, so
1: he's plus 1800 to win the race, but I was looking, you can get Roush Fenway, Keselowski racing to win the race at plus 1900. (laughs) so even better value and you throw Chris Busher in there in case something crazy happens and and he comes with it. So, Brad Keselowski, but I would actually take it at the angle of Roush Fenway Keselowski racing to win at plus 1900. I just think like we talked about last week with the the futures bets, he's one of those guys that he's you know, he's in charge over there and this is a team that's they that used to be so dominant. They Roush, man, when I was growing up, They were just dominant. They had five cars before the rule was you could only have four and they would win every week and they were always good and they've really been in a lull. And now he's over there and he's one of those guys that when, when he gets his mindset on something, he's not going to sleep until he accomplishes it. And I think he wants to come out. I don't know if you've seen his paint scheme. It's a cool looking purple car. He's going to be driving. It's, it's pretty uh, fancy looking I I like it a lot, but I, I think he just, he wants to come out and prove, um, you know, that that he can do it in this new car. And uh, I was kind of looking back at, uh, talked about New Hampshire being a flat track. Uh, six out of the last seven races there, he's finished in the top 10. I think the one he didn't, he, he was involved in an incident, so he finished towards the back. But three of the last four, he was in the top 10 at Bristol. Um, I, I mean, I, I think he's, he's ready to prove himself. And one of these guys that, He's a bigger name, and you're getting him at plus 18, plus 1,900 just because he's going to be in quote-unquote not as good of a car even though we're leveling the playing field. <laughs> so I, I think that, you know, obviously I, I want to get that Larson at his good value, but then you can reach down here and grab great value at plus 18, plus 1,900 on Brad.
0: And for Brad, again, we don't know how much longer he he really has. I mean, obviously, he's not old, but he's definitely been around quite a while. And, the, you know, again, we just don't know. Now that he's transitioning over to ownership, right, that sort of, sort of signals your intent to quit driving at some point in the near, near future, as far as what I've seen.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's obviously setting up for his post-race career. And once guys start looking at that, they're obviously seeing the writing on the wall that they've only got so much time left. Now, hopefully that is a few years still, but you know, maybe if he can kind of go out with a bang here, then he can turn over to being just in that owner role or part-time or however he wants it to be. So I I think he's going to, he's going to be one of these guys that comes out of the gate firing because he's, he's fired up and wants to prove to everyone, Hey, look what I can do, you know, on my own.
0: You mean to tell me I can make just as much money and not have to put my body and, and mine through the hundred and some odd laps or 200 laps. Oh yeah. Let's do that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I can still be doing this at 70, 80, <laughs> making the money and <laughs> you know, being a name. Exactly. And we're starting to see that with guys like Denny Hamlin, same thing. I mean, you know, he's getting Tony Stewart. We saw it recently Stuart where he's, Haas. you know, he's that's it. This is actually the same scenario. Basically Stewart was with Gibbs, a top team for his whole career until the end he switched to the team he was going to own he bought in with with gene haas who had been running that zero car that just was horrible forever it seemed like and you know and right away they turned it around and he won some championships in that 14 car now he stepped away and he's running a very successful organization so i i think that hamlin and brad both saw that route and and they want to follow in those footsteps and set up for their post-race career. So I think they're trying to do exactly the same thing.
0: You didn't like the Army car? Come on, now. <laughs> that was my jam back in the day. Yeah, Nemechek, well, little the Joe Niemicek. So.
1: Yeah, Go buddy. Navy, beat Army. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: all right. We'll move on to my second bet. And I've got Kevin Harvick at a, a top-10 finish uh, at plus 425. And really, again, you look at the stats for a short track racing and and they're they're okay. I mean, he's not the greatest of short track racers, uh, but he's just a good overall racer. Uh, last year at Bristol, or two, uh, his last two races at Bristol, he actually won the fall race of 2020, finished second in 2021. So at least you know he's okay on short tracks. Uh, Richmond a little better, but that's a little longer of a track. But again, I just I feel like Kevin Harvick is is a and you can kind of pencil him in. For a top 10, especially in a situation that's a brand new situation to Kevin Harvick, because he is relentless, just like every other racer is out there. And, and of course, we can say that about some racers, but with guys like Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, even Brad Kozlowski, like you said, we mean that. Like, these guys are relentless, and, and their equipment is among the top in the entire In in the entire sport and really when we say top 10 that just means he has to finish better than half the field and I have a feeling that Kevin Harvick is fully capable of finishing better than at least half the field even given the circumstances Uh, but that of course is if he makes it but uh, again I I have Kevin Harvick is too good of a racer uh, anywhere in the world to not be able to finish within the first half of the field in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, you line these drivers up and you point out 10 drivers that are head and shoulders above Kevin Harvick and you can't do it. I mean, I said last week I was going to kind of fade these guys like Harvick and Truex kind of at the beginning of the season. I started digging into this because I was looking at a bet to fade Harvick. And (laughs) I I couldn't talk myself into it because he's just so good at some of these flat tracks, the short tracks. I mean, New Hampshire, he's got four career wins, uh, seven of the last eight he's finished in the top 10 uh eight of those 10 were in the top five so i mean that's the flat track that you know he, he's performed on and uh, the other short tracks he's done well on as well and i honestly that was my goal was going in i was okay how can i bet against him and then as i did my research i was like oh okay i can't <laughs> so i i love that bet and actually i'll throw a little bonus one in here one that i found uh was keselowski and harvick to both finish in the top five, you can get at plus 850. Ooh. I think that, I mean, we just gave the case for both of them to be able to finish up top. If both of them can squeak into the top five, that's some decent value there. I think that's kind of a, a sneaky little double bet you can put in and and get some value on because both of those guys are, are top drivers. And if they can be there at the end, you know, that's all it's going to take for them to possibly squeeze into the top five and cash that for you. Come for the good picks, stay for the sneaky good
0: picks. That's, that's <laughs> exactly. These are
1: the fun ones. I mean, you can bet the winner and that's fun. But when you start getting into these head to heads and, and some of these, you know, top, top tens, even top 20 bets, that's where it gets so much fun because it, just, it gives you the whole race to look at instead of just watching who's winning and, and who's up front, you know, it's, Oh my goodness! These two guys I'm betting against keep changing positions. I need I need that guy to stay ahead of that guy, and it, cycles, it just makes it so much more exciting.
0: Pit cycles are so gut wrenching in that in yes, that instance too. Where you're like, ah, no, he was in front of him now, and now he's not.
1: I hate exactly. That. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Well, you got another top five, uh, and I like this one too. Although uh, I'll explain why I don't like it as much as I, I probably should in a second. <laughs> Well, uh, Eric
1: Almirola, he, he's been one of these guys that on short tracks I've just loved. I mentioned last week we hit him in the Slack channel. We hit him big to win at New Hampshire last year. Um, I mean, obviously that was a race where Truex and Kyle Busch kind of got screwed at the beginning with the, the little rain fiasco, but he still drove a hell of a race and uh, you know finished up top there. But yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to see what I had his odds at for top five. Uh, Look at it, plus, plus eight hundred yeah. to finish. Yeah, top five. So, uh, the you know, and I, sprinkle a little on him to win. <laughs> he's plus five thousand on FanDuel to win. I mean, if you just want to throw you know a few bucks on that, or there's there's a lot of ways you can attack him. Plus three thousand to be the top Ford. Um, but he's got uh, two two top tens at Martinsville in the last three races. Two of the last four at New Hampshire, he was in the top five, Uh, obviously one last season. So he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, on these short tracks, these flat tracks, he just always seems to be in the mix. Uh, Stuart Haas, you know, they really took a step back last year, and I think they might have been really looking forward to this year and focusing on this car as much as they could, trying to to get it all into this. And then you throw on top of things, he just announced that this is going to be his final season in NASCAR so at least at full-time competing so he wants to go out there and show these guys that he can still hang with them this is his type of track where where he can really show his skill and and, you know maybe he's not as good at some of the 1.5 mile tracks and stuff like that but when you shrink it down on these short flat tracks he's one of those guys that that can be up there in the mix and again if he can make that race you know top there's only 23 so he only has to beat eighteen other guys and and I think that's something that he can do. I mean, it's a little bit of a longer shot, but i I really like this one. i There's a lot of angles you can go at to to bet him, but uh, top five is probably my favorite one because I think that he could easily be up there in the mix
0: and, and squeak out that top five finish for you. So my only departure from that, and I will segue that into the bet that I have, which is going to be Eric Almorola not as high a finisher as Bubba Wallace. So Bubba Wallace finishing higher than Eric Almarola. This one's at plus 140. And the only reason I say this is because I almost feel, and this is a gut, this is one of those gut ones. You know, sometimes you bet with your gut. This This is kind of a, a gut one for me. Because one, the momentum that Bubba Wallace is on just from the, the fact that his team is getting a boost, right? They've got a, a big driver now. They're in a new, it's a level playing field. He he just didn't have what it took with the old package to actually compete week in and week out. But he finally did get a win at Talladega and he got a couple of top feet fi- top 15 finishes after that for the rest of the season. And it kind of looked as if he was going to be okay. And to me, Eric Almarola feels like he always gets the raw end of a lot of wrecks. Right? I mean, that that I see that 10 car a lot in in the scraps because he's always somewhere in the middle of the pack and, and it just feels to me like he's run into a lot of bad luck. And luck has a lot to do with NASCAR races. So, um, all things being equal right now, I just feel like Bubba Wallace has a little more going for him. Even though this is Eric Almarola's last season, I just feel like it may not be enough to carry him over why this is probably his last season. and um, But look... For this bet to hit, it's okay because even Almirola can finish in the top five so long as Bubba finishes in the top three, right?
1: Exactly. There you go. And, I mean, Bubba, he's another driver I really like going this year. He's got the talent. He's proven that. And, again, like we hit on earlier with Trackhouse, I mean, going into last season as their first season for 23-11, but they were only going to get that one season with that old car. So, it just makes you wonder how much they really, I mean, I know they wanted to come out and win and Michael Jordan's going to put the money in there. He wants to win. And so does Danny, but you know, I, I think you probably hold back a little, like, yeah, maybe we don't need to do quite as much because we're only getting this one season. Now you're getting the new car, which they could, could have been focusing on already. They can pour all the money into that. He, you know, he's got Kurt Bush there to coach him, which we touched on last week. That is just such a huge thing. Kurt is, a seasoned veteran, he knows what he's doing. He's been around. Once he drives now for Toyota, he'll have driven for all the manufacturers. I think he drove for Pontiac back in the day, even. So, yeah, I, just I mean, started, he's yeah. he's been in all the different cars, all the generations, all the. He knows how to adapt to this change and and how to coach him along. And I I think that Bubba is due for a breakout season. And I mean, that was I think that was one of the bets you gave out last week was uh, twenty three eleven over over their wins. And with those two guys, I think they can definitely do it. So I don't hate betting Bubba. And like you said, you know, Bubba finishes 4th Alma fifth and
0: cash both of them. Right. Amen. I love, I love when a bet hits like that. It's, it's, that's, that's, that's the best, isn't it? Right. Right. Uh, all right. You've got a fun one, uh, in the drivers over another driver. So let, let's hit your next bet.
1: Yep. I like Ryan Blaney over William Byron. It's at minus 25. Gutsy, my friend. Yeah. Well, Blaney is one, he's one of those guys. And I kind of gave it out last week. He's one of those guys I really like this year. I I think, I think if if you don't want to count last season as a breakout season, which I think you kind of can, he's really going to step up this year. You know, he's, he'll now be the second most senior guy at Penske kind of, kind of moving up there a little bit with, with Sendrick stepping in as kind of the low man on the totem pole. I think he's due. And I think that, uh, even though he went from looking like a 55-year-old man and shaved and now he looks like a 12-year-old boy, uh, <laughs> which happens to me too, so it's okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I, he's one of those guys that I really feel like this is going to be one of his seasons. And we kind of touched last week that maybe Byron, we're not so sure how he's going to adjust to this new car. I was, kinda, I was looking through their stats uh, going back, uh, kind of very similar stats, a uh, track like Martinsville. But then you go flat again, New Hampshire. That's one I really looked at a lot when I was kind of looking at these with just how similar the the flatness is of the tracks. And Byron hasn't even cracked the top ten in in the four races he's run there at that track. Uh, And and in the last uh, four races, uh, Blaney has top ten in all four of them. So I I think they're they're pretty similar. I mean, obviously most of these head-to-heads put pretty similar guys together. But I think that, that Blaney might just have a little bit of an edge over over Byron this week and and I think he can edge him out and all he has to do is finish one spot ahead of him and cash it.
0: Yeah. and, and you're right, Ryan Blaney always seemed to be in the mix. Always did. That that twelve card just it was like, oh look at Ryan Blaney. What wait, how is he still up for it? What, what how did he manage to to, to dodge all the bullets?
1: Yeah, uh, he's one of those pesky guys that just kind of stays in it. And,
0: and you don't count on him needs. because he's not like the big sexy, he's not the the huge names. He's not the Kyle Larsons. He's not he's he's Ryan Blaney. And and people just kind of overlook it because he doesn't have that that gigantic pedigree like a Bush does or, you know, even a Harvick.
1: So yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think as much as Hendrick dominated last year, and as much as I love Hendrick, I just don't see them being able to do that again this year. and, and I think they're gonna come back down to earth a little. And if you give me that lineup he's him and him and Bowman, but uh, he's probably the lowest man on the totem pole still. And so I think we might see him fall off a little more than the other guys. And I think this might be an opportunity to kind of jump on, on the Hendrick, not being as good train where maybe, maybe the fourth car of the four kind of falls off a little bit. Yeah. Yep.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, all right. I'm going to move on to my last bet, and I'm going to go look. This is this one is because I I already said that I think Kyle Busch is going to win, right? So I'm going to give a little bit of a spread even. So I'm going to take Kyle Busch over one and a half spots uh, over Joey Logano. So uh, his finish would be one and a half spots better over the Joey Logano. I know racing betters already know what I'm talking about, but for those of you who are brand new racing betters, you can bet sp- spreads. <laughs> so Kyle Bush finishing at least a, a position and a half over Joey Logano. So for instance, Kyle Bush finishes first, Logano finishes third. Um that's that's what the bet is. And here again, because I already laid out the whole I think that Kyle Bush is a good candidate to win. And for Joey Logano, I mean look, last season was kind of it was, had its ups and its downs, but it felt like it had more downs than it had ups, especially in the middle of the season. Um, although I am looking at the one comp that you used for Loudon, and uh, last year Logano finished fourth at Loudon, so uh, Kyle Bush would definitely have to win this thing in order to, uh, to finish better than Logano in that instance, or at least in second place. Um, but to me, I have a feeling that that can happen. Uh, I I really do because, again, we talked about Kyle Busch and how he can drive the wheels off of anything. And for Logano, you know, again, he, he did his fair share of, of driving and winning and being up in the top. But this is a, a new situation for him just as much. And, you know, to me, I still give Kyle Bush the edge in that, even two positions over a guy like Joe Logano.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah I, I agree with you uh we talked earlier about kyle bush and how you can drop him in anything uh, i think the one point in logano's favor is bristol dirt last year <laughs> oh yeah i'd never even really erased dirt. you drop him in that and he was able to adjust he's going to be the top dog at penske this year but i, I still like the bet i think kyle bush really has something to prove you know with especially watching larson last year do what he did and and people not thinking he's still the best driver i I think that really weighs on him and i think you know we talked earlier about how he could easily win this race and him and logano have the same odds and if you're gonna make me pick one i'm gonna pick bush so that makes it obviously easy to to do the head-to-head finish in a position A position and a half is not that much so i i think that this is another good one i i like it I'll, i'll put some on that as well
0: Yay! I'm doing such a fantastic job in this first uh, this first season of it. So, um, uh, hey, listen, I know that you have uh, a couple of DK suggestions. I, I think we should uh, kind of sprinkle that in as well, uh, just in case people want to get in on the DraftKings action, which we do. Are we going to have another uh, another Slack channel special? Uh, contest? Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah, last year we did. A, I think it's just a five dollar contest every week. Share it and share it in the in the Slack channel, and we all can kind of compete against each other. So. Again, if you haven't joined the Slack channel, uh, make sure you do that because we can all compete in there. And, you know, if you beat, beat us, talk shit about it. We want to hear it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and you get I, to take our money. That's
0: the biggest thing in the yeah, in the whole exactly. thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, and,
1: you know, only $5. And if you get enough people in there, that pot grows pretty quick. So sure does. Yeah, I'll create that contest every week and make sure to share it in the Slack channel so everybody can jump in and, and we can kind of go head to head. Um, yeah, it'll be easier down the road to kind of give out more DraftKings uh, plays. It'll be a little tougher this year because we won't know the starting spot so early in the week. No, God, but no. uh, but yeah, I mean, with this one, again, like we talked about earlier, you're going to have to pay attention on Sunday during the heat races, see who actually makes the race because it will only count for the, the main 150 lap event at the end. So uh, like we talked about earlier, it's going to be a lot of pay attention in the earlier races, and see who can get you that place differential, see who dominated in their heat races to maybe lead some more laps. But I, I was looking to—I think that man—they really have like kind of middle-middle value priced really well here. So guys that we talked about earlier, like keslowski are only seventy-eight hundred. Ryan Blaney at eighty-five hundred. I mean, that's another thing I forgot to mention earlier on Ryan Blaney in all these test sessions we've had in this newer car, he's another one of those guys that seems to always be at the top. Maybe he wasn't the fastest, but it seemed like he was always right there in the top five. So to me, that kind of shows that, that he's maybe got this car figured out a little bit more than some of these other guys. And that's another reason why I really like him. But um, I, I think if you, if you go with some of those middle tier guys, it'll allow you to grab some of those, those shorter priced guys that are going to be able to offer you the bigger place differential if they make the show and then still be
0: able to fit in a guy like Larson who's
1: priced at the top, you know?
0: Yeah, Larson might be one of those staples at at the top because we already, like you said, we already know he's in. So regardless of what happens, you're going to get points out of Kyle Larson.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. So back to with how they get in this format, basically, uh, what did I say? They're taking the top four from each heat race. And then I think it was the top... Oof, where did I, I have it here somewhere? So yeah, top four from each of the heats, and then uh top three from each of the the 50 lap last chance races. And then there's one spot left at the end, and it's for whoever finished highest in the points that didn't make it last year. And so that's where Larson obviously is locked in because he obviously finished first, and then it just goes down down the order from there. So that does kind of make some of those top guys a little bit safer if, if they have an issue earlier. But, uh, yeah, obviously, he's the only one that's locked in, and man, like we talked about earlier, it's hard not to just throw him in there no matter what, because what we've seen from him lately, <laughs> it's it's you know, even though that's the level playing field thing, it's still he, he's still going to be top dog, I think.
0: I don't feel anything
1: is level. With Kyle
0: Larson yeah. on the same yeah, ride. exactly
1: yeah. It's the cars might be level, but yeah, you put the driver in there, and he, that's going to make a big difference, you know.
0: Such a <laughs> such a crazy, crazy world we live in. But Cody, we get to watch racing for the first time in a few months, and that's that's just super exciting.
1: Finally here, I am. I'm so excited. I can't wait to sit down and just you know watch the cars out on the track, watch those DraftKings lineups, and
0: watch hopefully your win some bets, bets. cash. Yes. Cash the bets. Yes, yes, yes. That's a great way to go ahead and close this show out. Yep. Cash the bets. We hope you have enjoyed episode two as much as we have enjoyed bringing it to you. Uh, again, this show, Cody, I, I have a blast with you, my friend. I, I I really hope that we can continue to do this for a very, very long time.
1: I I agree. I think this is going to be a super fun season. You know, we're just getting into the first race here. We got a lot, lot of shows left. A lot of bets to put out there a lot of money to win go ahead and get that bankroll built up for the super bowl i'm ready to
0: go and the and the daytona 500 so let's go uh, let's go while you're at it while you're on your favorite app or for the podcast drop us an app review let us know how we're doing i know we're only two shows in but we're still looking to improve we're still looking to bring you what you want tell us how we're doing and just make sure that uh, we know that you're listening and that you're appreciating what you're listening to because we appreciate bringing it to you. So for Cody, I am Rod. This has been the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are enjoying it. You are enjoying it. Happy racing, everybody. And until next time, I still haven't thought of a catchy way. Let's go racing. Let's go. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry, that's trademark. <laughs> Let's go racing! <laughs> Hello, home,